Okay, so just talk at the microphone. Like, point your head Like, on. okay. Is this better? I don't know. Is it picking up this? Oh, that's probably what it's doing, because you have it plugged in. No? Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, it's picking hey, up Hey, James. That. Do I have to just be I louder? I think it's just, it's just the quality of our voice that I'm picking up on. You just have, like, a, a lady voice. A lady voice. Hey. And welcome to Classic of Difficulties, Difficult Questions in Medicine, Acupuncture, and Beyond. I am your host, Dr. James Mobali, and this is Francesca, weightlifter extraordinaire. She's going to go lift some weights. We are on the road now to where the heavy things are, and Francesca is going to go pick them up. Hopefully, she's going to pick up more heavy things than any other human being that weighs the same number of pounds as her. We are driving to Columbus, Ohio, to the Arnold Sports Festival, uh, which is named after the statuesque Arnold Schwarzenegger. At this festival, we have strongman, we have bodybuilding, we have every every kind of bodybuilding imaginable, every every size and shape of person. We have jump roping, we have bicep curls, we have uh, powerlifting, we have of course Olympic weightlifting, which is the the event of choice. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. There's, a, there's an expo, there's going to be lots of tables, we're going to interview people. Um, this has always been part of the vision of, uh, of Classic of Difficulties, is that I want to take you guys on the road. I want to show, uh, I want to see America, I want to show you America, and I want to see all the cool health things that are happening all over the place. Um, so this is our very first inaugural Classic of Difficulties road trip. Her. She was the last competition she was at. We were watching. We were live streaming it, um, and she took home three gold medals in her weight class. Three. That's all of them. <laughs> you can't win more than that at one time. I think. Is that accurate? I think so. Okay. You, yeah, you can't win more than that at one time. So Francesca crushed it. Uh, Francesca is also kind of an ongoing uh, experiment. She is, she is my personal Frankenstein. 
where we are trying to shove as many Chinese herbs into her body as possible at all times. I have some on me right now. Yeah. If you can see it. We have some moxa patches, which... Um, kind of back there. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a latecomer to Francesca's um, health and fitness team. Um, there's a guy that I hope to interview. Her physical therapist is super, super awesome. She loves him. He does great work for her. Um, he's in Asheville. Um, and, of course, there's her coaches, to whom we are very indebted. I want to know how you met your coach, your current coach. You're with, what is the team you're with? Project Lift. Project Lift! <laughs> Whoa! Is that your, th your theme song there? That's Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> One more time. Theme songs are getting shorter and shorter <laughs> nowadays. Whoa! <laughs> Um, Project Lift. Um, so you, 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 they are in Columbus. They live in Columbus. They're in Columbus. Yeah. Chelsea and Drew. Drew. Dylan. Dylan. Yes. How did you find them? Because you were with a guy in Asheville, right? Yeah. Who was coaching you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a friend on on the West Coast who has done lots of different. Um, Call it seminars. There, there's a collective of things. Uh, training camp for the soul. Strong coach. Mm. Um, forgetting some of the other ones. Anyway, this friend was like, "Oh, I know some people who coach Olympic lifting, and they're really good at it. And in fact, uh, one of them competed for 20 years, which would be Chelsea. Um, she was, yeah, like went to Worlds, which is a big international meet mm. um, and did a bunch of big international stuff uh, as a competitor herself yeah. and then her husband Drew coaches with her uh, coached an Olympian in 2016 in Olympic weightlifting so wow. they, they know their stuff they're good um, but yeah, they it, run this really cool program actually that it's like a, a 90 day, I forget what they call it, they just changed the name of it, but I did it when I first started with them, and they took me through the basics of weightlifting again, and when I started with them, I had been lifting for two years, I competed at nationals, done other national meets, um, won some local meets, stuff like that, and I was like, why do I need to start over, why do I need to learn the basics of this again. They didn't let me touch anywhere close to 100% of my lifts for months upon starting with them. And we just, like, wipe everything from my uh, muscle memory and start over. The first, the first in-person session I ever had with her, Chelsea, uh, we didn't put weight on the bar the entire time. And I was exhausted afterwards. Wow. It was tons of just, um, yeah, like super slow movement, positional work. Um, she would have me hold a position, and then she would kind of like, nope, that much. Move back that much. You know, like right. poke me as I was standing in a position. Um, just really dialing in the fine points of, of the movement path, you know. 
which is it's cool. That's what it is. It's constant refinement. It was like learning the sport all over again, um, doing this with them. But then all of my lifts went up this year. Mm. Um, this first year of working with them. And, and me. Yes. I helped. You. you did. But I, mostly the herbs helped, actually. We didn't do a whole lot of like acupuncture and body work until, until recently. recently. Yeah. yeah, where we're actually increasing the frequency, increasing kind of uh, yeah. how much we're intervening with her physiology. So, uh, Francesca, are you planning on eating this? <laughs> Absolutely. Chicken uh, livers. James, tell them why chicken livers are awesome. So in uh, Chinese medicine, uh, there's the systematic correspondences, right? So we know that the lungs go to the skin, you know, the kidneys go to the bones. Well, the livers go to the sinews. And so whenever you're taxing the sinews, um, as you are in an intense sports activity, you should probably eat some liver. Um. Hey guys, I'm editing this up, and I just wanted to add in a little something. I am the one that recommended that Francesca actually eat liver, and I wanted to provide a little bit of a better explanation as to why I recommended that. Women particularly, uh, but athletes in general, but women because they have their menstrual cycle, um, they lose a lot of blood. Now that blood from a Chinese medical perspective, it's more expansive than the notion of blood that Western medicine has, where blood in Chinese medicine, it's responsible for nourishing the sinews, it's responsible, it's the uh, abode of the spirit. So if you don't have enough blood, you might sleep shallowly, you might have anxiety, for example. So there are different aspects to blood. There's liver blood, there's heart blood. Um, and in particular, the liver, as I mentioned, because of the the law of systematic correspondences, um, the liver nourishes the sinews, which includes the tendons, it includes the ligaments. To some extent, it also includes the notion of muscles. So when you are depleting that energy, uh, when you're depleting that substance through excessive use, through menstruation, through even something like worrying too much, you should replenish that. Uh, so it's a very, very common problem with women athletes. Um, and you'll often see it, particularly when women athletes are following a more restrictive diet, like in gymnastics. Uh, so if you're recovering from surgery and you want to do it quicker, um, if you're really, really athletic, um, if you're recovering from pregnancy and childbirth, then uh, liver would be a great thing to consider incorporating into your diet. Chicken liver is pretty much the most palatable. A lot of people start with beef liver and they have trouble with that, so they resort to freeze-dried liver. The issue with freeze-dried liver is that it's kind of like comparing instant coffee to real coffee. Instant coffee just doesn't really taste as good as real coffee, and the reason why is that it doesn't really have all the uh, chemicals in coffee. It doesn't really have the um, the chi that coffee has that makes coffee taste good. So it's the same thing with liver, for example, where you might be able to take freeze-dried liver pills, but you'll get a lot, lot more out of actually eating the liver like Francesca does in this video.
The thing that Drew and Chelsea do, unlike any other coaches, is the mental game. The way that they handle that and the way that they teach it so that athletes can do it for themselves or, or like improve upon it for themselves. It's just, it's unparalleled, I think. From anything that I've seen from other coaches or experienced or overheard and meets. I think it's that that is at the forefront of everything. Right. It's the, the person is more important than the sport to them. Interesting. The whole health of the person is more important than the numbers or, yeah, competition or anything related to the sport. Yeah, because this is something you were talking about, um, like, with kind of this revolution in uh, athleticism where, like, the, the sports culture has really gone, uh, I mean, it's become more holistic in a way. I mean, it's it's a lot of people's bridge into a holistic body view is like, you know, that little realization like, oh, you know, I didn't lift as hard because last night I had an argument with my spouse. Yeah. You know, but like, what are they doing to like cultivate that? What does an athlete need to be? What What's the mental game need to be? in order to lift like you do? I think that, well, two big things stand out um, in my mind as things that they do, uh, like concrete things that they do that cultivate this. Um, one is they really, really continually encourage everyone to be in their bodies, like be really physically present in their bodies. So when I started working with them, um, I was used to coming into the gym, having a, a program written. So there would be, you know, a macro phase that I would be in, like a squat program or something. And I would come in every day and the numbers would be set. These are the numbers I'm going to hit for this many reps and this many sets. And that's what I was used to and that's what I liked because there's no, what, what I learned later, there's no personal responsibility. There's no like self-investment in that. You're just doing something that someone else tells you to do. Right. And so when I started working with them, every single day, I did not have numbers that I was supposed to lift. They would give me, you know, maybe a number of reps or sets, but no like lift this weight for this much, this many reps or whatever. Um, and it was really frustrating to me at first because I did just want to be told what to do rather than having to slow down, take a breath, feel feel out, you know, oh, my shoulders feel tight today or my back kind of hurts because I helped someone move yesterday or yeah. things like that. In addition to that, the second thing that they do really well is language. Always, always, always working on that and always bringing other people's attention to it. We do so many things every day with our language, the words that we use and the way that we phrase things that affect us and our bodies. And we don't even realize it until someone calls our attention to it. Yeah, yeah, I was just, um, gosh, I was releasing somebody's psoas yesterday. Shout out to Aaron, he's a good listener. I learned, I kind of learned this technique from this guy named Russell, who's very cool very talented and he like 
gets his hands like onto these like deep important muscles you know like the psoas for example and he'll like in his system of healing he like it's got everything mapped out as to like what muscles corresponds to you know like oh the the left low back corresponds to guilt uh, around women in your life. The right low back is guilt surrounding men in your life. And the psoas, it has to do with the things that um, are really, really important for the story of our life. Intimacy, love, human connection, and all of this is like programmed into the muscular system, right? What Russell showed me how to do is get in there feel the muscle, engage with the muscle, bring the patient to that point, and then start talking to them and be like, are you ready have healthier relationships with men in your life, for example? Yeah. And like, the person, you can feel, you when you say those words, the person so as might like tighten up, you know, and it grabs, like they don't feel ready. And so you start asking like, okay, like can you think of some uh, nurturing relationships that you've had in the past and they bring to mind like you know this influential figure in their life that really made an impact and like really showed them what it means to be a person what it means to be human and like the muscle just relaxes just melts and like what the whole exercise is doing is not just retraining and stretching the muscle you know but it's connecting the yin and the way from a Chinese medical perspective it's connecting the, the mind and the muscle and it's showing the person like the way that the way that they've been living their life has an impact on their body you know and like it's connecting their back pain to the meaning that they've been missing yeah have you ever heard of the book the body keeps the score you've talked about it but i haven't read it um this is this is the whole notion of that book and this is something that i've also was learning around the time that I met Drew and Chelsea, but then they have absolutely continued to foster this in me, is processing emotions physically. Anything, any kind of bodily reaction that is moving chain, moving energy, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I had a, a day, a training day a few weeks ago, and something really stressful happened right when I woke up and I didn't have time to process it. I didn't have time to sit with it or write about it or anything. Um, cause uh, it happened, you know, right between waking up and going to work and, um, dealing with my dogs and stuff. And so the whole day, it was like one of the busiest days I've had in forever. And I did not get a chance to slow down until I got to training. I went into the gym, no one else was there, and I was so fatigued from carrying this thing, the, the emotion of this thing all day, and the thoughts that I had about the emotion, and um, I was just going to stretch a little bit before I, you know, give myself a little extra time to get warmed up, and I hit on a spot in my shoulder with a lacrosse ball, or I think it was my shoulder. Um, and I just started crying. Yeah. I was like, where did this come from? And I just stayed with it, you know? And it's like, I felt it so much in that. It was just releasing. And it was like, 
I could finally stop having thoughts about it, which continue to create more emotion, and then continue making stuff get stuck in the body. And if you just feel what's there, process it, and it, it moves, it transforms, you know? So, what do you think about, like, this event this weekend? Well, I think, I mean, part of the reason I was so excited for this event, it's because uh, of this YouTube channel, All Gas, No Brakes. This guy goes to all these conventions, you know, and he's, like, interviewing people. The idea is, like, that these conventions, these mass gatherings, it's like, this is how human society was structured before like the, the problem with TV and part of the problem with the internet still is that um, there's the illusion of social connection these people that are sitting at home they're lonely and they're half meeting their needs by watching TV all the time but really what they want to do is they want to go to the marketplace the Agora and they want to interact what's cool about all gas no breaks is that it's really kind of in the tradition of Socrates <laughs> Like, let it be known. Let it, yeah, Andrew Callahan <laughs> is Socrates. But Socrates, I mean, what he did was he went into the marketplace and people tried philosophizing and he, like, gave them a bit of a hard time and kind of interviewed them and, like, some cool stuff happened and philosophy resulted. Um, and it was extremely influential to, like, all of Western history. Um, but so, I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that, like, the interaction happens at the Agora. The meaning happens at the Agora. Um, and, like, we don't know who we're going to meet. We don't know what's going to happen. There's, like, this tremendous excitement of the Agora. Yeah. Yeah, right through that door. She is lifting and uh, warming up right there. So this event is, uh, we've got lots of celebrities, we've got Olympians, uh, it's a really big deal.